empty buckets. Last weekend, we had a few students share brief testimonies as to why they or what they received in going on the retreat. And it was beautiful and courageous. One of the students shared how he came to the Newman Center a little over a year ago when a lot of things were not going well in his life. And he thought, well, I've tried this, I've tried that. What could it hurt to try God? When things are difficult in our lives, we have a choice. I can try to keep doing what I'm trying, but it's not working. Or we can turn to the Lord in our need. In our first reading, we hear how God had been leading these people, the Israelites, out of slavery. And now they became very aware of their thirst. And in that moment where they were aware of their need, their desire was simply to turn back, to go back to what they knew. Because the, the hell I know feels a lot more comfortable than the, the hell I don't know. And so I sometimes in our own lives, you know, it doesn't seem to be working, but I'm going to keep doing it because at least it's what I know to do. But God allows us to be in this situation. And when the Israelites in the desert, he allowed them to become thirsty because he knew his plan to answer their thirst. And he tells them, take the staff and go over and, and hit the rock. And this impossible thing happens. The water flows and their need is met. And so God, for you and I, allows us at, time, at times to be very aware of my neediness, my thirst, my hunger, my desire for relationship. He allows those desires to get stirred up within us. And the invitation is to turn to him because he wants to answer it. He wants to meet it. That he is the fulfillment of our desires. That our hearts are restless until they rest in him. This week at Newman Night, we had two religious sisters, sisters of life. And one of them was sharing how prior to entering religious life, she worked in New York City as a fashion designer for Ralph Lauren. And she said, you know, I thought I had everything, everything that the world thought was important, and it felt like not enough. And yet now, in religious life, when she's let go of all material goods, she's let go of, of relationships, being married, and she's like, I have Jesus, and now it is enough. That every one of us is created with this God-shaped hole. And in listening to that, that the Lord is trying to lead us on a path where he comes to meet that deepest need. And when, and when he is in that place, everything falls into place. In our gospel today, this woman, the Samaritan woman who feels like an outsider, 
So she's not coming in the morning with all the other women to the well, but she's coming at noon. But Jesus is there. Jesus is drawing her to the well. And she's thirsty for water. And so she gets close and Jesus says to her, woman, give me a drink. And already the woman's like, well, hold on, I'm Samaritan, you're Jewish. Like, we're not supposed to interact because I can make you unclean. But Jesus is not put off by her and her story. But he, he can't get enough. He wants her. He wants to know what's on her heart. That when he says, give me a drink, what he's thirsting for is her. It's her faith. And so in this conversation, he says, why don't you go call your husband? And she says, well, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, yes, because you have had five husbands, and the one you are with now is not your husband. And you think she'd feel kind of exposed, like, wait a minute, you, you just pulled my business and just set it up on the street there. Like, and yet she, the way that Jesus is seeing her and knowing her, that he's not exposing her to shame, but he's inviting her to come to light where his healing love can speak into that. Because clearly she's looking for something that's not satisfying her. Maybe it'll be different this time. Yeah, the last relationship, it didn't work out, but there's reasons. But it's going to be different this time. But here's the thing. We can go from relationship to relationship looking for intimacy. But the Lord is the one whom we are really desiring deep down. And when I know, that, when I know him loving me, that's, how we live, that's why that religious sister on Zoom, that's why priests can be in the vocation they have and feel fulfilled and not lonely and all that stuff. That, that it's like, when I know the Lord is with me, the Lord knows me, there's a, a contentedness, there's a, there's a fulfillment that nothing in the world can give us. And here's this woman who's trying relationship after relationship, but she doesn't have God. And she's going to stay thirsty. But Jesus in his love draws her close and he wants to answer her thirst. And he does. Her being known by him changes her. And the detail, we kind of there's a few lines that are left out in our version here today. But she actually leaves her water jar and then she runs back to the people that she felt disconnected from and tells them all about, come see the man who told me everything I've done. Well, honey, probably everybody in town knew what you'd done, but, but Jesus looked at her differently. Jesus looked at her not to pull her out to shame, but to say, I know you and I love you and it's okay. I think sometimes you and I, we can walk around in shadows Worried that if people really knew what was in my heart, they'd want to run away. That if the people close to me actually knew what I've done, that they wouldn't want to be friends with me anymore. And that is, that's how the evil one works. He preys on that. But Jesus, who already knows everything we've done, that he loves us. And what he wants us to do is to not walk in the shadows, 
but to come to the light, to allow ourselves to be seen and known, and to know his love. Because the reality is God, are, he already knows everything. It's like when Adam and Eve hid in the garden, they're playing hide and seek from God, and God says, where are you? And, and their reply is, well, you're God. Shouldn't you know where we're at? He's like, I know where you're at, you know? God already knows everything about us. But true freedom comes from just, Lord, here I am. And knowing that he doesn't distance, but he, he draws close. That's why even from the beginning, the Samaritan woman's like, why aren't you afraid of me? And Jesus is like, I love you. I know you and I love you. That's a, that's a love that our hearts are made for. It speaks to it differently. I, uh, I preached at a funeral this week, and afterwards this young lady came up to me and she said, you know, hearing what you said today makes me want to go to church. And that's saying something, Father, if you knew me. And I believe it because our hearts are made for this unconditional love that Christ offers. It speaks to all of our hearts. But what keeps us away is, I don't know, um, we, we misunderstand. We feel like we're going to be rejected. God's going to see us and not love us. We feel like God is maybe picking on us in other ways. God is wanting us to suffer maybe because there's suffering in my life. But the fact that there's suffering in my life, it actually draws the Lord. The Lord wants to be with me in my suffering. And when we hear the truth, when this woman experiences the truth, it changes her life. You know, this is the gospel I share with people who ask me, Father, what do you think about LGBTQ? I said, well, let me tell you how Jesus feels. Because here's this woman who feels ostracized because of her sexuality. Jesus is not put off by it. Jesus draws her close to him. Jesus asks her questions about herself. Jesus knows her completely. And what does she experience in the look from Jesus is love, is acceptance and understanding. And then her life changes because of that encounter. That what changes our life is an encounter with Christ, not, oh, I'll change and then God will accept me. It's the love of Christ that changes us. Even this morning at 1030 Mass, we had four students stand up who are seeking baptism this Easter. These are your peers who heard the Lord speak to them, and they have encountered in Christ something that the world can't give. A peace, a love, a joy, a hope. That's what we all have. So our invitation today is to come to the Lord, to maybe even, you know, to even pray with this image tonight. Maybe as you lie in bed tonight, is to imagine the Lord sitting at the well, and the person he wants to draw close to him is us, it's me. And allow yourself to just walk up, to sit down, and to maybe gently open that door of our lives and our hearts almost to test the Lord. Like, Lord, I'll, I'll show you a little bit. And if it goes well, maybe I'll show you a little more. And to allow ourselves to be seen, known, and loved.
Because what the Lord doesn't want is He doesn't want me to keep buying into the lie that I, ha- I have to just try harder. That I, I, I have to do it on my own. That I, that I have to figure it all out. But instead to allow myself to be drawn closer to the one who loves me and who wants to answer the deepest desires of my heart. And we can do that proactively or we can wait until our buckets are empty. And we're at rock bottom. And we have nowhere else to go. But regardless of where we're at, that if we go to the Lord, we encounter the one who wants to fill us, give us meaning, peace, hope, and love. And so we come here tonight with restless hearts, seeking the one who can know us, love us, and give us what we seek.